Oi, listen up, you maggots. We has heard that some of yous ain't been bringing back your share of shinies for the big boss, and that won't fly. A little bird told me yous has been giving your shinies to some podcast called Wonders and Blunderses. But you knows right well that anything you steal goes to the big boss first. So the following gobbos, please step right up for your punishment. Chelsea Dab, David Forsey, Hudson Miles, Robert Ox, and Mike Ammond. Use is to be hung upside down and dunked into a pile of dung. Wise as you already covered in dung, it's not much of a punishment if it... <clears throat> Nick Scott, Chris Walsh, Ian, Michelle B, and Cheryl N. Weez has told you robbed a caravan full of fancy wizard pyjamas and didn't bring none back. So his punishment... None of yous is allowed to wear any pants. Why is you not already wearing pants? Where's is your pants? No, never mind, never mind. Michael Pollard, Olga Krasik, Heather Baird, Mary Rain, and Jason Campbell. Yous is to be thrown into the pits and fed to the wargs for supper. What do you mean the wargs got loose? Well, go find them then and feed yourselves to them after. Christopher Dunn, Matthew Smets, Shell Scott, Gonatis, Chris Bruce, and Noreen Elizabeth. Use is, is... is... Well, I can't rightly remember what I'm punishing yous for. So, you gets is free to go, but I'll be watching you with my eye. Now the rest of you rabble-rousing gobbos get back to it. We got lots of fresh shinies to steal for the boss. If he decides you can keep some, then yous can toss a coin to your podcast. Now get back to work. Previously on Wonders and Blunders, as the party tried to figure out why the Queen Mimic wouldn't rise from the ground, Phelan regained enough energy to send a message to Rowan and Bree. Everyone was relieved to find that everyone was still alive, but with only 25 words to trade back and forth, very little information was passed. Ben, Kara, Star and Valen tried to figure out the best way to get on the move quickly to go after Light and Bido but were concerned that perhaps Lilia could still be watching them. Meanwhile, Rowan and Bree had figured out how to use the hexes to open and close the doors and turn on the lights in the city. But when their rest was interrupted by something banging on the door of the Bryn Ward, they realized that this city wasn't quite as empty as they thought it was. Something knocking on your door that you don't like? Good riddance. The dwarven way to deal with problems like that is to close the door and just sit down on the ground and wait for it to die. Hopefully Rowan and Bree will do the same. Let's find out on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. Kara sits alone as the others sleep, watching the dark forest around the grounded cabin. The night is still and cold. If anyone watches them from the shadows tonight, they're too silent to detect. So Kara, your watch goes by uneventfully. And you can go tag out Star. Yeah, I'll go wake Star up or find Star. Yeah, Star's not really asleep. He's in the car- he went to the caravan, to sleep in the caravan with uh, with the fam, and uh, he's not really sleeping very well. Like he's only lightly asleep. Star. Yes. Can you take the next? Yes. Okay. He just gets up, like sort of wordlessly, and walks past Kara without saying anything. Okay. Yeah, as soon as Star goes back out, the second you he he slides past you, Kara, he goes back out, and then after maybe a minute to pause, you just start hearing like thunk. Thunk. Again. Okay. Yeah. 
I think Kara stays in the caravan and like curls up near the cats. So now completely dark, a fairly clear, calm night. Uh, you can make a perception check as well, Star. Oh, good. <laughs> 12. 12? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is 13, so it's only barely better. So. <laughs> I think throughout the night, trying to keep your mind off of the, the darker thoughts, you hear a couple of what sounds like maybe movement in the trees around you, which makes you pause, but nothing comes out after you, nothing uh, attacks you or jumps you, and eventually all of those sounds do just seem to, to stop at some point. And again, your watch goes by uneventfully. I'll go wake up Valen. Yeah, Valen? Yeah, and uh, sort of like bleary-eyed, having only just gotten to sleep a little while ago. Um, yeah, gather up my things and throw on the, the spider cloak and head outside. So you can make a perception check. Natural 20. I actually got to get something up. My God. No. Of all the people to succeed in a perception check. <laughs> it's not my bag for sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to open shit. No one sees anything while Rowan's not here. <laughs> I could potentially, but uh, I didn't roll very well. So Star, as you drift off to sleep, you can make a wisdom save. Oh, motherfucker. 15. 15? Yeah. As soon as you fall asleep, you find yourself back sort of reliving, running up and down the inside of the chamber where the Stardance Gate was. Having seen Balin and Bree tumble into the river, reliving, fighting off the Darklings. And it's different this time. Slowly, the area starts to shift and change. The gate itself slowly starts to get wrapped up in brambly vines with terrible purple thorns. You see more and more darklings gathering around it, now no longer fighting you, and you feel as though you're no longer fighting. Just in that dream logic, you are now up against the wall, and you are covered in brambled vines and you look to your left and you see light. You can see these vines, the thorns of them digging in to her skin and her fur starting to fall out in patches and get replaced with these dark feathers. You see like her maw start to stretch and she is looking at you afraid yeah. as her mouth starts to stretch out into a beak. Star is screaming at this point, like, like just like, no, no, no. And it's that weird nightmare thing. You can't scream. All the, the words are caught in your throat. And you can see Lilia standing in front of the gate, and it bursts into color. And this pink hue shines through the gate and sort of illuminates the room around you. And you see thorns and brambles just shoot through it suddenly. And they just envelope your entire perception and you come shooting awake and you can reduce your hit point maximum by four. Okay. <laughs> so Valen, as you are up on the parapets looking out over the trees, you don't 
see or hear anything out there, but you do hear Star and just kind of under his breath, just no, 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 over and over again. I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and like do another quick glance around and then I'll, I'll point at where Star is sleeping and cast message to him. Are you all right? Uh, do I receive it or? Yeah, I think like as soon as you shoot up, you can hear that message. <sighs> yes, uh, yeah, nightmare. That's all you get back. And then I, I respond again, but it's it's gentler this time. Do you need anything? Valen doesn't hear anything back, but just sees the looks over at the cave. He's looking over at the caravan. He yeah. just sees the door open, and then Star just sort of walks out, and then comes over and sits down. I think Valen just lets you sit there in silence. Yeah. Together. It was a dream. Lilia at the gate. Light was there. She was being turned into the thing that Kara was being turned into. I was powerless to stop her. That's not the truth yet. I wasn't there, so I, I, I was I, I wasn't there to stop it. We will be there soon. Yeah, but how am I supposed to I I should have been here to protect them. It's not your fault, Star. I'm the one who brought us on this stupid adventure in the first place. It is my fault. Everything is going to work out. Light and Baito will be back with us in no time, and Lilia will be a distant memory. You know, when we were kids, that, uh, she would... Light, uh, her uncle was sick, and, um, you know, it's about... You, you, you're from Palia, you understand the clans are more like a family than they are, you know, the families are big, so... She came to stay with us, Sky was just a toddler, and Dust was just uh, barely a baby. You know, we're like the same age, so, you know, I just had someone to play with all the time. And she was just, it was just always me and her. We would just, we would go watch the duels, we'd fight. And he just starts to like, his voice just starts to crack a bit. He's just like, we would pretend that we were protecting people from danger. We would, we would try to start the business. We were trying to build up the clan. We tried to, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be here without her. You're very lucky to have one another. Yeah, and now and I just went off and I, I trusted her to protect everybody, and she did, like she always does. So I can't let her down now. You won't. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> when us adventurers pull together, there is nothing we cannot accomplish. <laughs> And yeah, whom uh, is just like on the log next to you, like his eyes reflecting yeah. <laughs> the early morning light. Yeah, I, I think like I can imagine both Star and Valen like just wordlessly looking at the owl. Just yeah. like, and Valen, I don't, I think your attention is a little bit called away despite whom butting in at this point, um, trying to focus and be there for Star. You. I think throughout this entire conversation, you can't help it. You just keep getting these prickles on the back of your neck, like you're being watched. You can't get the thought out of your head, like trying to focus on Star and then trying to look at whom you head is being drawn over your shoulder, like there is someone standing right there. Whom, could you do me a favor and do a quick check of the area? Uh, certainly. 
I'm... Yes, uh, uh, of course. And like whom like proudly fluffs up his feathers and takes flight. Yeah, you can do a perception check. <laughs> Not 20. Uh, so oh, no it's uh, 27. 27? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing. There is nothing in the trees. No, not even a raven left. Nothing hiding in bushes. You feel like you are seeing through the trees themselves. Uh, you get a better understanding of the material plane, but there is definitely nothing around. I think the same feeling, it doesn't sit quite right with you. Everywhere you look, it's it's like an aha, like you're expecting around every corner to find something. You you also get that feeling that it is it is far too quiet. Yeah, who just like you just hear the like you si- he silently kind of circles down and then just. And I think as as he's away, Valen like turns to Star and he says, "I'll admit I mostly just wanted him away from us, but mm-hmm. I also have the feeling that we're being watched." Hmm. Uh, can I do a perception check too? Yep. Seventeen. There's nothing. I mean, it's it's yeah, completely quiet. I don't, I don't see anything. Yeah, there's just a thump as whom lands and like folds his wings back beside him. There are no living creatures in the woods. Um, what a strange feeling. Perhaps the magic of the pools. Eh? You sense it as well. Hmm. What pools do you mean? In the Everwood, if you gaze into the pools on the edge of the River of Time, sometimes you can see what lies beyond. <laughs> and Valen's eyes are just narrowed. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of scrying. Yes, mm, yes. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, Star, stay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to get up and run to go find where Benjamin is sleeping. Yeah, he he did. He got all his uh, stuff out of the cabin and is sleeping in his in his cot. Benjamin, um, yeah, could could you come outside with your spell sniffer? Oh, sure. Uh, and like Ben is like kind of scabbering around, like grabbing his pants, and then he just like and hands it to you. Pulls you one go. out. <laughs> his magnifying glass. Can I interrupt here and ask? <laughs> Is it in the bag of holding? Uh, yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I think it might be. So yeah, Ben just like, ugh. And like reaches in and like pulls his hand out soaking wet. <laughs> here, here you go. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll return it right away. You can hold, you can hold on to it if you want. And Ben just like lays back down. <laughs> <laughs> but I cut, bring it outside and, and do a quick scan, looking around for uh, there magical is, things floating. There's two charges left. You would get a sort of an aura coming off of star. Oh. But nothing like floating in the sky. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll use a charge on star. So you see there is a necromantic effect over star. You can see that he has had some of his life force drained away and that 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 it has been drained away basically permanently unless some like powerful restoration magic were used on him motherfucker a star i i i fear that you've a dark spell cast upon you what what do you mean you've you've been you've been permanently weakened is is that the tired feeling i feel i, I do feel more 
tired, but I just thought it was from the... I thought it was just emotional exhaustion. Some form of necromancy has... has drained you of... of, of your... of your health. Magic most foul! Must be the... the must be the dream, right? Must be the dream? I, I would suspect it is connected. Perhaps when, when Benjamin awakens, he could could restore you. Hopefully. This is the realm of okay, dreams. Okay, listen, Owl, quite... you don't talk, okay? <laughs> right now? You, you, uh, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, uh, I'm, no, I'm done. Okay. Seek to give my guidance. Please, go, a... uh, go look around for a bit. Well, now I don't want to. And whom like, fluffs up his feathers <laughs> and then... <laughs> silently takes flight. <laughs> so at this point, I think it would have been the sort of the end of the watch cycle. So everybody except for Star does get a long rest. Ah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody except for Star levels up. Woof. <laughs> uh... Rowan and Bree squint into the dark hallway across from their ward. Something has gotten into the city attracted by the sounds of their exploration. They back into the relative safety of the Bryn Ward, using the hex on Bree's wrist to shut the thick metal door behind them. I think this time when we close the door, Bree would put the sword on the door into the like, entire, <laughs> entire yeah. district, basically. Yeah. yeah. And there's no, no drip marks or anything further in, right? Like, I'm not seeing any sign that it, it climbed up through or in here no definitely yeah, okay. not uh the, there was a clear and and that nat 20 gave you the yeah, the okay. information that it went the other way yeah that's right yeah. okay good okay. there is something in here but it has it has gone down the opposite hallway okay great uh, i think the other thing you would know is uh with the lights on especially you can see the other side of this ward and there is another door mm-hmm. on the other side open or closed open Don't like that. <laughs> now, now, how did we miss that one? Uh, well, it uh, was dark earlier, but uh, I mean, if we are closing one, may as well close two. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely. And uh, yeah, and I'll kind of pick up the pace a little bit, actually. Before, I, on the way back, I was sort of hesitant and, and mulling over what we just saw. But now it's like, no, 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 I want this door closed right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To give you a bit of an idea, like things you would know about this city, like especially from the drawing, and from being able to see out the windows, mm-hmm. it is a huge city. Yeah, okay. Especially from like the drawing, you would see that this residential tube, there are probably upwards of nine to 12 of these making their wow, way around yeah. the outside. Oh, In wow. between each one is another larger structure that houses something. So it goes like residential tube, large structure, residential tube, all the way around in a ring. And okay. on the painting in the center, there is also like a domed section, which like they, they, there's no detail drawn on it in the painting, uh, but okay. that that seems to be in the center of all of it. Okay. Would you say this place is uh, bigger or smaller than Mox the Rain? Smaller than Mox the Rain. Okay. I mean, I know it's much more circular instead of stacked as well, so it's a bit hard to... to... I'm just trying to get a sense yeah. of the scale. Like, Moving through each of these rings, it's probably like a 20, 25 minute walk through the residential area from door to door. Okay, that's great. Okay. Yeah, that helps. Okay. The, yeah, and and that great... like one cube in the middle just wasn't lighting up both sides. But now that it's on completely, you can see the other side. Okay. 
so 25 minute walk to that other door kind of thing. Okay, I was picturing all like the a, other all the other residential complexes and buildings are are darkness. No, so you can see okay. and you could see this from outside too that some of the sections are lit up. Okay. Okay. It looks like some of the city has completely shut down, but there are other parts of it that are still semi running like this was before you put the hex in. Oh man, I can't wait to explore. Okay. Ruin on on painting. Did it seem like there were any paintings in house that were like map that would say what is uh, in parts of city? I do not know what we are looking for exactly, but uh, would be good to have idea. No, I don't think any of them had like a sort of a map and legend kind of idea, but we could definitely extrapolate based on, you know, what each of the scenes are and, uh, and we can just kind of look through them for clues. I think we could definitely do that. Yeah. Maybe that's what we do, uh, I keep saying in the morning, but when we wake up, we, we can kind of tackle those paintings and sort of get a sense of of the place and, and then uh, then start our trek. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I, I suspect once we get started, we probably won't be back here anytime soon. No, I cannot imagine, but uh, if, if houses have this much wonderful things in them, I, part of me does wonder what else is down here. Oh, yeah. No, no, me too. Uh, it's, it's, it's a strange kind of sensation, you know, it's a pretty dire situation, uh, you know, dire circumstances, but there's, there's a voice inside my head that's kind of thrilled to be here, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, I guess we would, we would, uh, re-fortify the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fortify, close the door and, uh, uh, hunker down again for the rest of the long rest. Yeah. So making your way down to the other side to close the door on the opposite end, there is a humid air and the smell of vegetation fresh and healthy vegetation that is sort of wafting out of this room on the other side. Oh. But it is dark. You can see the light that extends into this room. You can see that there is a stone bridge which moves over sort of a still, barely moving river and some foliage that has wrapped itself around the the bridge on the inside. Oh, it's like little jungle. Well, I guess this is where we go for breakfast. Well, uh, hopefully there is something still living in here. Yeah, of the vegetable sort, yeah, or, or some fruit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and as you grow and you rotate the hex and the door just slams shut, you re-trap your house and uh, just go, go back to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pro probably mumbling sort of something about uh, wishing Bido was around for those traps and then it's kind of... Almost incoherent, and then just try to get back to sleep. Oh. Oh. I have a hunting trap in my inventory. Oh, nice. Um, because Bree is a hunter. Oh, wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Uh, hey, it's been a long time since I have uh, you know, trapped passively, but... Uh, 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 and yeah, I guess we'd, we'd pull out what is effectively like a, a beer trap. But like... <laughs> extremely rusty like right. you 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 imagine that this thing has been through a, a lot and it's probably caked in a bits of blood and stuff still uh it has this horrible like screech when she opens it uh and sets it up uh but would just kind of open it and and put it by the door that's a that's a trap i always thought that was some sort of Rusty. Oh, well, I didn't know what it was. I didn't really feel like it was polite to comment on it. Uh, he's old keepsake from Ajikisi. Uh, there would sometimes be humans who would be stupid enough to come and uh, try to kill things. Uh, every now and then they would leave these around. And uh, well, he's well, he's helpful for 
times like this. Well, yeah, yeah, I bet it is. Well, okay, well, but that's that's amazing. Well, I am uh, glad it can hopefully come in some use. Uh, at least help us sleep maybe a little better. Though, then again, uh, that thing does not walk on floors, so... Yeah. He's <laughs> just, Great. like, looking at the windows and the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and his... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was like lying down and Rowan was sort of settling into the mattress again. Yeah, yeah, help us sleep. And then just kind of closes his eyes. And then you say that and his eyes just sort of open again. Great. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so eventually drifting off to sleep, you are undisturbed for the rest of the night. Uh, so you can get your level up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. The sun begins to brighten the sky behind the wall of mountains that surround the cabin bringing an end to an uneasy night. The cold morning air just as quiet as it was throughout the evening. So at this point, I think it would have been the sort of the end of the watch cycle. So everybody except for Star does get a long rest. Ah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody except for Star levels up. Woof. <laughs> 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 uh... So the sun is rising, everybody's slowly getting up again. The, the mood is pretty low. Yuri's kind of trying to keep people's spirits up. He's like, all right, we're, we're, listen, we're still here. Uh, as two woads are being like dragged out by the other woads into the woods. And he steps in front of that to block it from view. We're still around. We're going to have a, a hearty breakfast. We're going to get on the road. We're going to get him back. Right you are. Diglin is sort of out in the front again just like prodding the deer which is still there the cabin has not moved and you can see her like leaning down and kind of like whispering uh and yuri kind of looks at that and says like maybe we are going to be caravaning it though has she ever been hurt before diglin says uh she usually hangs back i mean she took quite a beating when she fought the big spider she lost an entire pseudopod but that didn't seem to slow her down much I mean, I leave her for long periods of time. I don't know. Maybe she just uh, needs a rest every now and again. Has she been walking more than usual? I mean, yeah, we've been traveling a fair bit. Uh, usually kind of locked down in an area until I've got a, uh, until I've got my prey. I guess maybe we should take the caravan then. I don't think we can leave anybody behind. I think we've all got to stay, stay together. Yeah, I think Ben Ben hops out of the back of the caravan. Uh, he's, he's dressed now and he's got the bag of holding and he upends it. And uh, finds like he like he, he walks over like uh, away from the caravan and everyone, and he upends it to try to dump the water out. Turns it inside out. Yeah, when when uh, Valen asked him to get the spell sniffer, it reminded him that this thing's still full of water. <laughs> so he turns it inside out, and a torrent of water just starts like pouring out of the space in front of you. I think forcing you backwards like a wave. <laughs> It is a it's a river's worth of water comes pouring out of it. The water is like sparkling with gold as just like gold coins come spraying out of it. You can see a few different weapons, a cloak, personal belongings, boots and bracers and all sorts of things just like pile up on the ground. And as this like frigid water rolls across the top, you feel the whole ground under you start to like shake back and forth uh, <laughs> as this like icy cold water just pours across the top of the Queen Mimic. <laughs> and all of you just feel like a shake as this torrent of water goes rushing over your feet. Everything just kind of freezes for a second. And then a tentacle just makes its way up out of the ground and wraps around the deer and then just pulls it underground. 
Hey, that woke her up. At least we know she's alive. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, good, good work. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Me neither. Phelan, <laughs> uh, quite the quite the find. Um, these were all hidden within the bag. Yeah, yeah. Would you have a look? Yeah, what, at what they of? are. What the? Is there anything magic? Yeah, I'll, I'll sort of like just like scan over it with the the spell sniffer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the there is a magic pair of boots. Hmm. There is a magic short sword and a magic set of bracers. There is also a pile of gold and a bunch of regular just like changes of clothes um, and some mundane weapons. What's that cloak look like? That nice cloak? Is it like a half? Is it like a is it like a duelist cloak? Like is it like like a Lando Calrissian cloak? Like, <laughs> <laughs> would it look like really good on a Tabaxi kind of cloak? I didn't get a spider cloak. cloak. I'm just, I'm curious. What does that cloak look like? Yeah, I think it is a sort of mysterious traveler's cloak. Is definitely insulated, and I think it has an animal fur on the inside of it, um, hmm. and the outside of it is uh, a pretty plain but like classy black. Is it like the kind with like a super deep hood so that you can't see the traveler's face in the dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This oh, is the man. classic thing that like yeah. you come upon a cloaked figure. This is kind of what you picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just the Star winter version. That, cloak, that sopping wet cloak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is a um, man actually. Ben picks up the boots. I was going to say, as I pass by, uh, uh, Valen uh, just uh, waves a hand over your uh, cloak and, and dries it off uh, yeah. and says, well, give me 33 minutes and I'll <laughs> tell you what these three things are. Okay. Yeah. Throws, Star throws the new cloak on. We can make breakfast in the meantime and get ready to go. So if these are magic, they'll grow to fit my feet, right? As my feet grow? Sure. That's how my armor works. Let's let Valen look and see what it is first, in case they're cursed. I can. Okay, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my spell won't, won't reveal whether or not something is cursed. Great. Those things are very carefully hidden. Would this would the spell sniffer? I don't believe so. Okay. Ben starts uh, gathering up the coins before they freeze to the ground. Yep. Uh, it takes a bit of time, but about three minutes. minutes? About? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah. Kara's gonna go make breakfast or help Yuri with breakfast. Yeah. So over the over the thirty three minutes of coin gathering uh, and identifying, you find the boots are boots of the winding path. <laughs> the bracers are bracers of archery, so they give you proficiency with the longbow and the shortbow, and you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls on ranged attacks with those weapons. Oh, it's got Rowan's name on it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you should have given us all this stuff before we went yeah. in the lake. What's yeah, I should have. What huh, the heck? Imagine. Yeah, that stuff might have come in uh, handy. Rowan you know what I mean? could have really used this while he was alone in <laughs> an underwater. Wait, does a hand crossbow count as a short bow or a long bow? Does not. No. Winding but he would get pass. proficiency by wearing it, so he would. So, yeah. And also, and Take also, rogues get proficiency with uh, bows. I think. So this, these winding path boots, are they? Uh... It's like you can blink back, but only to a. It's it's like you get misty step, but only to a place you've been. Yeah, while wearing these boots, a creature can teleport up to fifteen feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied space. They can see, but they must have occupied that space at some point during the current turn. 
Oh. oh, okay. So it's like a get in, blink back. Yeah. It, it allows you to do what, what Star does without yeah. having the movement. Yeah. What about that short sword? The short sword is, uh, I think, sends some shivers down your spine. It is a, a vampiric blade. Ooh. Plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. It deals an extra D4 damage, and that D4 uh, restores that many hit points. Wow. Sounds handy, Star. I'll take that for now. Yeah, so after identifying each of those, presents the, the sword to, to, to Star. This is an extremely dark magic. Um, you're, you would be stealing the life force of your enemy and, and consuming it. Mm. Certainly useful, but not exactly a, a popular tool. Something well, you might if want I'm to use keep. it, I'll use it on a darkling or Lilia, and yeah, straps it to his side. Who who could best make use of these boots? Ben is already putting them on. <laughs> <laughs> he just like oh, looks up uh, at you. Yeah, He's I'll got look over one my on. shoulder. Uh, very well. Oh, um, uh, you, you, you were in need of new boots, weren't you? I, I was just gonna try them. They look pretty cool. I have at them. Might and be a good idea anyway. Throws the other one on and stands up and runs 10 feet forward and then tries to blink back. But I guess I'm not, uh, he's not uh, attuned yet. Are they, uh, do they have attunement? They do require attunement though, yes. Yeah, this looks like um, it was the stash bag of uh, the jailer. Looks like everybody who died in those icicles, their, all their stuff that was worth anything got put in this bag. Mm. Right <laughs> And I feel like looking at the boots, you like think back to a very particular skeleton that was <laughs> looked extremely surprised to have been stabbed through the back by an icicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. It says here they got like little blinking magical lights in their heels when you run. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but I mean, shit. Uh, cool. if, if it's written here, you, we got to do it, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get that you get yeah. that extra cool factor, but you also get a blinking target on your feet. <laughs> yeah. You also have to roll a d20 every time you use them, and on a one, they catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we all get a bunch of stuff. Yep. And uh, 325 gold. Sweet. All right. Count them up, Yuri. <laughs> yep. Throw that in the bank. That'll yeah. buy a lot of puppies. I... Currently, Kara is carrying nine gold and eight silver in her pocket. So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I've got five gold. I have 25, which I haven't touched since the beginning. Yeah. And I believe you have, is it now 4875 in the bank of Yuri? Wow. It's not bad. Yeah. We're going to find out we're rich when we get to town. Dumping that out after you finish breakfast, you'd see Diglin has spent basically the whole time outside, like holding up rabbits and getting tentacles to take them and when you finish breakfast she climbs up on the parapets again and it's kind of like okay let's try this again puppies and the ground starts to shake under you the pseudopods make their way up plant themselves on the ground and raise you up uh you can see that the partially regrown pseudopod is now all the way regrown oh maybe she was just being stubborn after all how long is it uh, gonna take to get there who knows where we're going Right? And like Ben like looks at Kara and is like kind of covers his eyes. She like, invited us. So we're you just want to we're just going to go and she knows exactly where and when? I can cover my eyes, but I will cover my eyes if it would make everybody happier. But I think she knows we're coming. One more question. Do we use the compass? Not until we're within 
what we suspect to be about eight hours of the location. Unless we want to confirm that Lilia isn't misleading us about the direction. Actually, yes. Thinking of it now, could they have gotten much more than eight hours away from us? She flies. Still, could we end up closer than if we went in the wrong direction for a full day? When you say eight hours away, doesn't that change depending on how fast you go in those eight hours? Well, that's what Carol was getting at, yes. I mean, they weren't all flying. Well, maybe we do use it and just make sure we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And now for a second question. I was going to say we should send send another message to Bree and Rowan. I I agree we should contact them, but I... If we are to enter combat, I, I might I might wait until it's time to rest this evening before reaching out. What time did we get in the lake yesterday? Maybe we could do it just before that? In case the boon goes and we can say goodbye to them before they drown? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. I, I'm, I'm sure that they'll, they'll find their way out of there before then, but yes. Yes, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out before then. Uh, okay, uh, and I reach into my satchel and pull out the compass. Shooting star in the desert sky. And the compass's needle again latches onto star's shadow. They spin in a circle and point north. Let's get moving. The queen mimic rumbles and rises shaking snow from her walls as the first light passes the peaks of the world spine, heralded by the song of the round white birds that now flit through the trees. But deep beneath the ocean, no light or sound pierces the dark. Rowan and Bree sleep off their exhaustion in the dark, silent city, with no way to mark the passing time. You finish your long rest, you wake up, just the sound of the fountain outside, the only sound that you hear, washed you away to dreamland, uh, but you wake up just the, the the crushing silence besides the fountain around you. You are not woken up by any further bangs. Well, Rowan, uh, we have three ways we can search. Into the monster's lair, into the first door, or over to the jungles. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> I, I think maybe the... The jungles, and the only reason I'm suggesting that is because, well, to be honest with you, I, I kind of miss uh, plants. I, I think it'd be kind of nice to get a little vegetation going. Uh, it's not a bad idea. It has been uh, a while since we have gotten to see something that looks somewhat similar to home. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. And, uh, well, first of all, did you want to go over to that artist's house and have a quick scan of those paintings, or, uh, or, or should we just kind of get a move on? I don't know. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I think uh, it would be not a bad idea to do quick check. Uh, why don't you go take a look while I go uh, grab sword? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. And I'll uh, kind of jog over to the artist's house. And yeah, and I guess I'm just taking careful note this time rather than just sort of awe of the paintings themselves and finding them in this weird environment. Now it's more of an investigation rather than perception. I'm really looking for clues as to, yeah, just add clues as to what uh, the functions of different things would be in these paintings. Sure, yeah. Um, do just an investigation. Yeah, it was smart. I sent him to go do this while I just go pick up a oh. sword. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I guess I've got a lot of things on my mind. Um, well, that's still a 12, I guess. All that says is how long it takes you to sort of sort through 
the paintings. I think it's just the, the, the clarity of mind rather than getting sucked into every detail of one, trying to spread them out in a more... Yeah, okay. Uh, I think the first time, probably when you found the city, you were just awestruck by the city. Absolutely. Just like looking at all the faces of the giants in the in the picture outside. But looking through, I think Bree, you join uh, pretty pretty quickly through this as you grab the sword and drag it over. You're able to find. It, it looks like this artist spent a lot of days walking around the city and sketching people and places. You can see that there is a sketch of a garden. And I think you recognize the the front end of the bridge that you saw through the doorway. And it looks like they were sort of set up next to that bridge and painted this area lit by several cubes uh, up on pedestals and hanging from the ceiling. All sorts of beautiful fruits and vegetables like growing and reaching towards those cubes all well groomed with stone pathways moving through the inside. A massive willow tree Oh, wow. You would also find there is a sketch of a sort of an armory, very decorative, much more decorative than function. Okay. And even for a giant imposing figure wearing all of this armor and a familiar blacksmith's robe from next door uh, Mm. with just uh, lovingly staring at an axe that is being forged all around this area, similarly beautiful shields and swords but also like decorative statues all sorts of things line the area in this beautiful armory wow Bree kind of taps on the picture of the forge and says hey if the axe wants to go home that is probably the best place to start yeah 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 that would be and while i'm looking at this and and trying to keep myself from getting caught up in just how gorgeous it all is and, and just how sort of melodious life must have been in, in this city during peacetime and stuff. Um, I'd also be trying to make note of, you know, if someone's standing at a console or if somebody is, you know what I mean? Like seeing, trying to demark sort of functions like that as I'm going through too. You don't need to like list it all off now, but uh, just so that if we find something later, I'd be like, oh yeah, someone was standing at this like this and sort of recreate. Oh, there's so many things I want to loot from this place. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I have to be limited. Uh, well, do we want to start at the forge and uh, make our way over that way? Well, I guess through, looks like he's through jungle to forge and... Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, can we can we tell what's down the dark alleyway to where this creature is? So the thing is... about these is that they're not really a map. Um, okay. And okay. It, even like comparing them to the picture of the city at large, yeah. I, I don't think you can really draw which way is which for each thing. You yeah. know where the garden is just because you saw it. But um, okay. yeah, besides that, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I mean, this gives us a sense anyway of, of how people lived in the space. Uh, you know, maybe kind of use this as a note for when we encounter weirder doors or, or something like that. We might have an idea of, of how, kind of how to navigate it. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's head towards the jungle and, and then maybe we kind of keep in, in that sort of, uh, I guess a counterclockwise kind of t- direction and, and that way we can kind of keep our bearings in all these loops. Yeah, it seems like a good plan. Uh, one room at a time. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, well, and don't forget to look up too. If that thing's crawling around ceilings, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get jumped on. 
Bree nervously looks up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both doors still closed. You feel pretty pretty safe in here. Okay. All right, so, so we've got torches. We, we've got lots of material here for torches, and, and I suspect we'll be able to find lots more. I don't think we're going to run out of those. And it seems like a uh, key works for lamps. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, perhaps lamps keep creatures away. Yeah. Yeah, why not, right? I mean, I mean, that's something we can hang on to. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, lamp a day keeps a weird, creepy, ghosty monster thing away. Well, uh, he's, uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess uh, we trek to the jungle. Getting up, inserting the hex, turning it, and the door opens into the darkness. Again, this hu- sort of humid air moving towards you as you step into this dark, jungly garden. So can I, like, kind of lean around the the door frame and pop the ring into the next sort of hex to turn the lights on kind of thing? Or do I need to move? Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, you can wobbly make your way in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, inserting it into the hex on the other side, you feel the same reaction. And actually, the room lights up as you put the hex in. As you see, just like in the drawing, there are cubes up on pedestals speckled throughout this area as you insert the hex they start to shine out casting like a green glow over the room as they Mm -hmm. shine through piles of leaves and foliage which have crowded and gathered around all of these lights hugging as close as they can to their life-giving light Uh, but as it powers up to its full strength you can see that there's a large cube on the ceiling and probably 20 or 25 of these smaller cubes scattered throughout, showing now a fully overgrown garden. The stone paths now covered in vines, but still bearing strange pale fruits and vegetables. More stacks of vines gathering together in almost tree-like formations, reaching up towards some of the less covered cubes. Rie turns to say something to Rowan and opens her mouth and then just like the noise of her stomach gurgling <laughs> comes out uh, and she kind of like grabs grabs her mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that snaps Rowan out of his reverie as well. And oh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get something in that belly of yours and uh, one man too, please. He's just going to start slowly walking through the foliage and I mean, he's looking for things to eat but also he's just sort of flabbergasted by all of this living plant life that's at the bottom of what can only be an incredibly deep ocean <laughs> he's yeah. just sort of floored by that do you said there's there's like a river running through under the bridge and stuff as well yeah and it runs uh, around the circumference but uh, like all of the plants sort of dipping over the edges into it uh, you can see roots have cracked through some of the stonework on the ground to reach into the river itself oh well. And there's, but there's no like um, fish or anything in the river that we see. Uh, no, no fish. Okay. This is this is amazing. Do you think they had druids or something? Like, uh, how did they? Uh, I mean, this is dark in here, and there's still so much, so much life. It is very tricky, but I suppose if city was flying in sky, perhaps trees would do quite well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, originally this place must have been thriving in that sense too, but. It's just, uh, it's just humbling, you know, you know the, the tenacity of life in a place like this. It's it's really something. He's very impressive, I must say. Uh, and Bree would start going around to 
the various fruits, I suppose, that are hanging from the trees mm -hmm. uh, and just start plucking them off. And uh, surprisingly enough, I, I, I think she's, I think, gathering them instead of just popping them in her mouth um, and trying to get like a collection of them all together first mm -hmm. in her arms. Or I suppose in her, she's probably taken the cloak and formed like a little basket of it um, that she's gathering everything up mm -hmm. in. Yeah, so you can see like several fruits that are growing on vines, uh, berries, as well as some like root vegetables, which you almost kind of like trip over the the just the size of them in the ground, picking up like a strange, almost fig-looking thing. It actually just disintegrates in your hands, and seeds just fall to the ground all around it, oh. making your way through like picking all of these varieties, uh, you make your way to the curtain of the willow, just creating a sheet of vines in front of you. Wow. Yeah, Rowan's gone full like verbal gardener. He's just like talking to them all like, oh, now look how cute you are. Yeah, I mean, you're a little pale here, but that's marvelous. Look how thick your stems are. I mean, how'd you manage to do that in a place like this? That's incredible. Oh, look at your neighbor over here creeping in on your soil. Look at that. And he's like kind of tidying things up and, and sort of chatting with them and introducing his blueberry bush to them and like just kind of doing that sort of thing. And uh almost forgetting to even gather food. Like he's just so thrilled to not be wet and underwater and to have plants around and to not have snow and to just just a thriving garden. He's, he's really almost lost in that now. And I, I think like as you're doing that, making your way to the willow, beneath it, there are just flower petals ankle deep all around the willow. And looking through, you can see that there are mounds of wildflowers and berry bushels. Well, look at you. Now you, you, you must be the mama of this garden. Look at you, uh, keeping all these flowers nice and safe under here. Look at that, look at that. And, he, and he's just with real genuine reverence, like parting the willow curtain and moving through very softly. And uh, he's just totally joy. Like his shoulders are up for the first time in a while and his big smile on his face and he's just, just drinking all this in like a like a health potion for the soul and a like sickly sweet aroma hits your nostrils just as this bed of flower petals uh is on the ground on the inside of the willow and you see that these bushels of berries and wildflowers are like strangely humanoid in shape and looking up at them you can see that it is three giants the remains of giants sitting again like strangely calm and peaceful one of them lying down with its arms behind its head uh, and two more just sort of sitting with their arms casually resting on their knees uh, which have now been completely grown over wow and oh. just decorated with these flowers and berries well this would explain why the tree has gotten so big yeah Make a great fertilizer, the bodies of your enemies. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work to make a blanket like this. Yeah, it's very impressive. It uh, reminds me of tree I grew up in almost. You grew up in a tree, Bree? I grew up in the roots of tree, yes. Oh, I grew up in branches of a tree. Oh, I did not know that about yeah. you, Rowan. Oh, that's something else, eh? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a small world in that sense, eh? Yeah, I see. Many trees, but they provide life for so many things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they give shade to the axemen trying to cut them down. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes they give shade, and uh, sometimes they pick up axemen in branches and <laughs> strangle them <laughs> yeah, to they death. Do. It's that very they do. entertaining that they to do. watch that happen. 
yeah, I think we have a, we have a big chuckle, and then uh, Bree kind of tries to kick or like sweep, probably with her tail, just like sweep away some of the uh, flowers on top of these bodies mm. and get a better view of what they are. And again, it just seems to be these desiccated, I think much more, much less to them than even the one in the bed, basically bleached skeletons under the remnants, like the metal parts of their clothing. Uh, You can see one of them is wearing a necklace that holds one of the hexagons. Yeah. And the other two are wearing rings. um, Some of the few bits and bobs left behind from the plants. Do these look uh, different runes than the one that we have? Oh, yeah, let me have a look. Yeah, one of them has been completely rubbed smooth, but the other two, one of them says Boric Brin, and the other says Load Groth. Groth, okay. Oh, Just collecting these giant metal yeah. bracers, I yeah. guess. And, uh, and this one's almost worn off here, so so this one gets a lot of use. I, I'm wondering maybe if this isn't, uh, you know, like a, something that might get us into even more doors, you, you know? Well, it does, it does not hurt to take them with us for now. Yeah. Now, uh, now, these these runes, Bree, these, these seem to be names. That's what I'm starting to get the the sense of. I mean, we've got uh, the you know Lode Graf, which is the same as uh, uh, the axe, right? The the Moss Graf's axe, and then we've got uh, a Borg Brin, which is like the Brin Ward. Uh, so I'm wondering if these are aren't names of you know maybe everyone who gets a key gets their name on it. So if they lose it, they you know, or, or maybe as part of like a a city council, or, or I don't know. Uh, Could be linked to the uh, different doors around the city. Yeah, Perhaps yeah that's what each, I'm thinking. You keep out certain people, keep them in their own place. Oh, maybe. I, I was sort of, I was leaning towards the idea that, that it was more of a responsibility thing. Like this is sort of your uh, uh, kind of role uh, to have the, the sort of the key holder kind of situation. But but that's not a bad idea either. That maybe. Maybe it's more so to, to track movement in the in the city too, you know. He's well, uh, well, not a bad guess either way, but uh, oh. well, for now they will be helpful. And uh, yeah, at this point, I think Bree is is literally got like two of these giant rings on one <laughs> arm, the the other ring on the other arm, this massive necklace hung around her <laughs> neck, and then the two big weapons like over her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, just looking like some king, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you know, Bree. If if you want a hand carrying any of that, I've got two pretty good arms over here. Uh, well, uh, right now, uh, you know, Yuri always says that gold is best armor, so he seems safe. But uh, well, if fight comes to us, then uh, it might be a good idea to share. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, leaving aside the gold is armor situation for now, uh, we'll uh, yeah. Well, just you know, feel free to heave some of that onto me when the time comes. Oh yeah, and I guess I have all this. I, I think I probably I've I've dumped out all the fruit uh, under this willow tree. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably picnic. eating one now. Actually, yeah, uh, all all the food is incredibly fresh. It it does taste great. Amazing. Thinking about how hardy these plants have to be to not only continue to grow but to bear fruit under these yeah. conditions. Yeah, boggles the mind. Hey, this is uh, this is not bad. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, considering the amount of light they've been getting, this is really juicy stuff. Yeah, he's, uh, I hope he's not keeping me up for three days again. But uh, <laughs> I mean, at this point, who knows how long we will be down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, time is, definitely feels a little different when everything's so dark outside those windows. 
Yeah, and you, you can see the, the reality of the situation kind of temporarily sets in on Bree as she says mm -hmm. that and, uh, and then sort of shakes it off, pops another fruit in her mouth and says, uh, that being said, uh, as much as I like it under this tree, uh, perhaps we should keep exploring while we can. Yeah, yeah, and I'll like pat the trunk and be like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll like kind of leave her to, to her, uh, to her gardening here and, uh, mosey on. We got the lights on, so that'll make things a lot easier for everybody here. And, uh, and, and you can see that he, he just genuinely doesn't want to leave this garden. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, I mean, there's probably more, right? I mean, giants probably eat a lot. And, uh, so this is good. We'll probably find more food. It's kind of scattered throughout the city, I'd say. But do you think giants only eat fruit? It's weird that they would not have some kind of, uh, Animals running about in the forest as well. Hmm, I mean... How does that, one get so big without eating animals? I do not understand. Well, don't forget we got that other predator too, so if there were, you know, animals kept for food, they, they might be long gone by now. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is very true. But, yeah, and uh, Bree's expression darkens. Yeah, but that's not to say, you know, we won't find a door that's been closed. I mean, obviously that thing doesn't know how to open them, so uh, there's still plenty of hope. Well, uh, onwards and outwards. Moving back out of the willow, you move the vines aside, uh, and I think you freeze as you don't see anything in the room outside, but you do hear like an <laughs> sound, just like a <laughs> terrible clicking growl. Oh, it's not just a ghost story, it's the grudge. And you hear just the pitter of liquid dripping from the ceiling and landing no. on leaves. Up. Yeah, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> Slow up. pan upward, please. And you look up into the dark, the cube above mostly covered over by leaves. Uh, the light does not reach the ceiling, but you do see the drip and drop of liquid falling from the ceiling. Oh, oh, oh God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben and Whom were played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. Phelan was played by Evan Walsh. The World of Fadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Farty, and exists in the D&D 5e system, published by Wizards of the Coast. Our logo was created by Mike Butler, and our character art was created by Mike Fian and Brett Pye. Available links to the players and artists can be found in the show notes. Go check them out. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. To support the show, go check out patreon.com slash wonderandblunder, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow us on social media at wonderandblunder. Thanks for continuing to listen and spreading the word. It means the world to us. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>